within the heart of each of us is the desire to explore, to venture out, to leave behind the ordinary and find something new. New places, new paths, new challenges. We look for adventure and for a tomorrow that asks more of us than today did. We want to hear the wind in the trees. We want to look out across the expanses. We want to take in the beauty around us and find the thrill the average person never does. So we set out to find a better way in our relationships, in our pursuits, and in our faith. Life Trails, take the next step. I think it helps if I turn the microphone on. I think uh, most of you know that my wife and I really do like to hike and, and have a lot of fun with that. And, and I've shared some of the stories of some of the different trails that we've been on. And so I'm going to ask you to, to uh, uh, oblige me here this morning. And I just want to take you back to some of the iconic trails that we've had the opportunity to walk on here in the last uh, couple of years. Uh, the first one uh, is up here. This is actually out in uh, Indian Canyon. Uh, out near Palm Springs, uh, California, in like one of the most surreal hikes I've ever taken. Not real tough, ex- uh, but the, the scenery was incredible. because It's, it's kind of like going to a lost-in-space uh, setting, for those of you who can think back to that, because you're out in the middle of this desert, and then all of a sudden you're in this oasis with these canyons and waterfalls. Absolutely incredible hike. The only problem with this hike is the fact that you share it with rattlesnakes. And I think uh, three different times on the trails that day, we ran into rattlesnakes. Um, Two of them we saw in advance, and the third one saw us in advance. And we got that little, (laughs) I've never backed up so fast in my entire life. But that's a great trail. If you're ever out in that area, do it and just watch out for rattlesnakes. They say that they've never had an incident. I don't know how they haven't, because you just see rattlesnakes everywhere. This was a trail that we took uh, back in... Uh, this is still not working for me here, so there we go. This is a trail we took back last fall, Kelly and me, the Highline Trail out in Glacier National Park. And if that looks scary up there, it, it's, it's not like that at all. It's way worse, all right? <laughs> it's like if you fall off, you're dead. And, you know, I don't know that I've ever fallen down hiking, but every step I took, that thought was going through my mind, what happens if I fall? And, uh, and I have to say, no, I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to fall. And my wife's out there like, this is so cool. And I'm like, seven and a half miles of it. And because of COVID, the shuttle wasn't running at the other end, which meant that we turned around and walked seven and a half miles back on the same trail. And I can remember sitting there. There was a lodge when we got to the end of the trail and sitting there thinking, I have to do this again. And Kelly's like, this is so cool. We got to get the kids back here. They're going to love it. And we've got to get them up here on this trail. I'm like, they're going to have a good time with you, Kel. I'll be picking you up at the bottom. But what an incredible trail. If you ever get a chance to go out there to Glacier, uh, you have to do the Highline Trail. I'm glad that I've done it once in life. I'm going to try to click again here, see if this works. This is 
old rag trail, and Kelly and I did this back in the spring in Shenandoah National Forest, and I think I shared with this you too. This is maybe the funnest hike I've ever taken. I don't know if Kelly would share that, but you go through this rock scramble, which is like these boulders, and it's like winding your way through a maze. And sometimes you're going up and over this case, you're kind of going down and through, and you go through a little cave or tunnel, and it's, it's just fun, and you get to the end of it, and you're like, ah. Oh. You like want to turn around and do it again, except it's like a 10-mile loop, so it's kind of hard to turn around and do it again. But we like to hike, and I share these hikes this morning as we start this series called Life Trails, because when I hike, there's something that's super important to me when I hike, and it's a hike that I like to do, and it's what we would call a destination hike. A destination hike is a hike that takes you to a specific place. So maybe it takes you to a summit. Maybe it takes you to an overlook. Maybe it takes you to a lake somewhere. Or or maybe it takes you to a waterfall. But if we're going to hike, we want to do a destination hike. I like hiking, and it's a lot of fun as you go, but it's even more fun when you get to a certain place and can say, yes, we have arrived. Well, trails, I think, are a great metaphor for life. Because we get up every day and we literally get out of bed and we start walking or we start hiking and we go places in life. And sometimes we literally go places in in life, like to the store, to school, to work, wherever. But then we also go places in our relationships and we go places in our our pursuits and our dreams. and, and, And we go places even in who we become, in the people that we are. But have you ever noticed this about people in life? There's like two types of hikers. There are the hikers who know where they're trying to get, and so they, they pick the trail that's going to take them to that destination. And there's a lot of people that live that way. But then there's a second group of hikers, and they're the ones that aren't really tuned into where the destination is. They just are kind of just looking for a trail that hopefully it might be fun, and hey, if it takes me somewhere good, all the better, right? And the problem, though, with that second type of hiker is that it's easy to end up where you don't want to be, or it's easy not to get where you do want to be, and it's easy to experience disappointment or frustration or confusion or disorientation. And so where some people are very specifically on a trail going somewhere, other people are simply out wandering through life. I was reading a story this week of a mom and a son who just, uh, just they were kind of feeling down and they were missing uh, their, uh, the, the grandfather, so the, the mom's dad and the, and, the, and the son's grandfather. And so they went out to Shenandoah Mountain, which is about 45 miles from where this picture is. And they decided to go for a hike that day. And this was a hike that was their uh, the grandfather's favorite hike. And so they went out on the trail, and they missed the first turn on the trail. And so they just kept walking and walking and walking. And they assumed it would be like a little bit more than an hour's hike. And like three hours into this, they had no idea where they were. And like five hours into this, they just didn't know what else to do but to keep going on the trail, assuming that they'd finally get there. And like six hours into it, now they had no food, they had no water, and they were totally lost. They're still walking on this trail, but have no idea where they are. And finally, some bikers were mountain biking through there, came along and said, oh, you guys are way out here, um, but really didn't have any great 
help for them other than give them some candy bars and some water and say, good luck. And so they tried to hike their way back. Well, meanwhile, people were expecting them back, and, and they couldn't find them, and so they sent out search parties. And finally, they found their way back, but then the search party was lost, and the people couldn't find them, and there's just this long, this one-hour hike turns into an all-day ordeal. And I think maybe that describes where we find ourselves in life sometimes, is we think we got it, we think it's all going good, we think we got this all figured out, and then we start wandering around and looking around and say, man, I, this doesn't look familiar. And like, man, I'm not exactly sure where I am, and gosh, I don't even know exactly where I'm going here. And we get to places in our lives where if we're honest, if I'm honest, if you're honest, we look around and say, wow, I'm not sure this is even where I want to be. This isn't where I necessarily want to be in, in, in this relationship right now. Or this isn't necessarily where I want to be in this job that I have right now. Or, or maybe this isn't the financial situation that I want to be in right now. Or, or maybe this isn't even where I want to be in my faith right now. But where is it in life? And it may not be the overall big picture. In fact, it's probably more likely to be the, the, the smaller things. But where is it in your life where you look around and you're like, man, this is just not where I want to be right now. Maybe I feel a little bit lost, or maybe I feel a little bit disappointed, or maybe I feel a little bit stuck. But I'm looking around and like, this isn't that much fun, and man, it's getting a little cold, and I'm a little thirsty, and the dark's coming here. And you just have an area in your life where you're like, ah, it's not where I want to be just not where I want to be. The question is, how did we get here? How do we get to these places that we all experience? Well, the way that we got to these places is simply because we took the wrong trail. And if you've been out hiking and you've taken the wrong trail, it can be pretty confusing. I don't know if I've ever been as lost as I was out at Pontiac Lake State Park one time. I was going south. Of course, I wasn't. I was going north. But in my mind, I was going south. And, and Kelly's like, we need to check the, the map. I'm like, oh, we're good. We need to check the map. No, we're good. And she's like, we need to check the map. And I was like, oh, okay, we're not so good here. But maybe this morning, the reason is because we have taken the wrong trail. Because here's the deal about trails. Trails take you places. They always do. And I realize that that seems super obvious. But you are where you are right now today because of a choice of a trail that you made somewhere in the past. And so we can say it even generally, you are where you are right now because that's where you have chosen to be. Now, maybe that seems a little bit harsh. You're like, you don't know what's going on in my life right now. I never would have picked this. I never would have chosen this. I get that. But how you're responding to it, what you're learning from it, how you're going through it, you are choosing that. But the good news is, even if we have to say, okay, I don't like where I am, and because I haven't done a great job of choices of the trails that I've taken here, the good news is, that means the same principle can get you to where you want to go, because you can start making better choices, and you can start uh, following those trails that are going to get you where you want to go. Well, we want to dive into this series here this morning. I want to look at Proverbs chapter 4, and I want to look at a story here. And you look at Proverbs, it's like, Proverbs isn't really in story form, is it? Not really, but it's in the context of a story. And the story of Proverbs is this. It's a son, Solomon, writing, or excuse me, a father, Solomon, writing to his son 
and saying, hey, I want to help you in life. I want to keep you on the right trails. I want to give you some guidance, some advice, some instruction. And if you'll follow that, it's, it's going to keep you going where you want to go. And so you're not going to get to the place in life where you're like, how did I get here? Because this is not where I want to be. And so let's look at this in Proverbs chapter 4. And as we read this morning, we're going to come across three different types. And, and the word here used is paths. And, and I'm going to take the liberty of, of taking paths and comparing it to a trail because it's really the same thing. But as we read this morning, there's going to be three paths that show up there in the scripture. And you can throw those up there on the, on the screen. But the first one is the straight paths. And then there's the paths of the wicked, and then there's the paths of the righteous. And I show this to you to start with and mention them because I want you to be looking as we read through this passage here. But as we read through this passage, it's Solomon saying, hey, let me help you, son. And as we read it as a church, hey, let me help you, people. Let me help you stay on the right trail so you get where you want to go. So let's uh, read here. Verse number 10. Listen, my son, accept what I say. In the years of your life will be many. I will guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. And there we see that first type of path there. It's the, the straight path. And it's a father trying to help his son choose the right path. And if you're a parent, you know this is how you're wired. You want to help your kids do well in life. And so you're trying to point them in the right direction. And he's saying, hey, I want to help you get there but he calls it a straight path. But when we look at a straight path, he's not talking about something that's just like this and never veers left or never veers right. That's not the idea of straight in this verse. The idea of straight is more of like what we would call a moral path or an upright path or a path that you're going to take where it may have some twists and turns to it, but, but the dangers are eliminated and the pitfalls are eliminated and it's a safe path and it's a right path or it's a moral path. And he's saying, hey, let me give you some advice here and some counsel that will help you stay on that path that will get you where you want to go. A path that won't trip you up. And in here, he throws in this idea of wisdom. He says, to, make, to, to, to stay on this path, you're going to need some wisdom. And if you'll have this wisdom, it'll give you the clarity that you need to get where you want to go and to get there in a, in a good manner, in a good fashion. Look what it says in verse number 12. When you walk, your steps won't be hampered. When you run, you're not going to stumble. Your life's not going to be complicated. It's going to work out in the long run. He's making this observation. So he says this in verse number 13. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. And so he's saying, I want you to walk on these straight paths. To walk on these straight paths, you're going to need wisdom. I'm trying to give you this wisdom, this instruction. So hold on to that because if you do that, your life is going to be safe and secure. Good instruction is going to lead you down the right trails. And these right trails will lead you to life. And that's why we're calling this series Life Trails. The paths that you can take in life that will take you where you want to go and that will keep you as you go. And then he gives a little bit of advice here, as he says he's going to. He says this, verse number 14, do not set foot on the path of the wicked. And there's the second trail that we see come up there, or walk in the way of evildoers. Now, what's interesting to me here is that he doesn't say, 
don't set foot on the path of wickedness. He says, don't step foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. You know, most people don't walk up to life and say, that looks like a path that's going to just like walk off to the cliff and right over the edge of it, let's just go do that. What we do a lot of times is we look around and we see who else is walking and where they're going and we start following them, assuming that they are going in a good direction. And the truth of the matter is that most of us are heavily influenced in life and the decisions that we make all the time. And even more so, I think, in our world where we're just bombarded with messaging constantly. And so what Solomon is saying to his son is, hey, be aware there are people out there who are on trails that are going to be like, come with me. Don't just come with them. Step back and make sure of who they are before you follow where they're going. In fact, he says this in verse number 15. Notice how strong this is. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it. Go on your way. For they cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But there are people out there, and maybe not even realizing it themselves, that are going to take you into these places, he says, run from them. They're all about using you for their own benefit. And I think there's a lot of people out there sometimes on these paths that are using you as kind of a follower to vindicate the decisions that they're making. So there's a lot of people in life that are like, well, I must be going the right way because look at all these people who are following me. And they're out there in our entertainment world, and they're out there in the sports world, and they're out there in the political world, and they're out there in the news world, and they're out there in the spiritual world too. And there's a lot of influences out there that lead in the wrong direction. But then we get to the third path here in verse number 14, excuse me, 18. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter to the full light of day. So there is a path, and it's not the righteous path, it's the path of the righteous. But it just keeps getting brighter, like when the sun comes up in the morning until it's at the, the noon sky, how bright it is. Those are the paths that you want to follow. And then he goes right back and says, but the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. And he says, stay away from that. And so actually, there's just this urgency in what Solomon says to his son is to stay away from these influences that are going to lead you to the wrong place. And so there's these three paths here. But what I want to do here this morning is to, to look at six points that we can take from, from this passage of Scripture that I can think can be helpful to us as we take trails in life that can be helpful to us to get us to the places that we want to go, that can be helpful to you even as you look at that situation, that area of your life this morning, you're like, I'm just not where I want to be here. That can be helpful in getting us to the place that we want to be. The first thing is this, and it's obvious that every trail takes you somewhere. That sounds true, but that's a little bit too random, isn't it? Because then it's just kind of like, oh, well, just pick any trail. It's, it's, it's a little deeper than that. In fact, let's say it this way. Every path takes you where it's going. Every path takes you where it's going. So as you walk up to a trail, as you walk up to a trailhead or maybe a fork in, in the road, whatever it is, that path is not just going somewhere. It's going to a destination. 
in every choice, it's not like, well, it's going to just end up, something's going to happen here. Whatever choice you make is going to lead to a specific outcome. In trail A, or the destination is, is A, trail A is going to take you there. It's not going to take you B. And when we make choices in life, we need to be really aware of the fact that every choice that I make takes me somewhere specifically. It sounds simple, doesn't it? And yet we find ourselves making choices and we get to places and if we're honest, we look back and go, ah, oh, guess I should have seen that one coming. But remember, every path takes you where it's going. Secondly, finding the right trail then requires wisdom. Finding the right trail requires wisdom. And wisdom is simply the ability to see where a path is heading. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But the wise people in the world are the ones that can say, if I go down that trail, I'm going to end up right there. If I go down that trail, I'm going to end up right there. If I go down that trail, I'm going to end up right there. And they stop before they start going down that trail and say, hmm, I see where that's going. Okay, if, if I hang out with this group of friends, I can see where this is going. If I, if I don't put in the effort in this class, I can see where this is going. If I if I'm kind of carrying a bad attitude at work here, I can see where this is going. If I'm making whatever this choice is, wisdom is the ability to look down the path and to see where it's heading. And so we need to practice wisdom. Now, it's hard because we don't live in the future. That's why we need God. That's the best part about God, right? Is God's in the future already. So just follow God. You're going to get to the right place. But none of us is like that. And so we're always just projecting and we're always just guessing at some level and so it's hard for us, but that still doesn't excuse us. Sometimes what happens is we look down a path and say, I don't know if that's going where I want to go, but maybe I, maybe I can kind of reroute this path. So I can make this decision here, and I know other people that made this decision have gotten to this place here, but I'm going to make this decision, and maybe I can just steer this direction a little ways down the road, and it'll be okay because that path looks really fun and enjoyable and profitable right now. It's just not going to wake, work out that way. But oftentimes the problem with us is we get fixated on the present. What looks fun, what looks enjoyable, what looks profitable, what looks popular. Pick your, pick your word there. And we start down the trail because the trail at this moment looks good. And we lose sight of where that trail is going off in the future. And so the question is, where will the trail end up? Where will the trail end up? Now, there's two tools that have been super helpful to us to be wise. The first one is a map. When Kelly and I go hiking, she, is a, she just likes records and recording things. I'm just kind of out there like, this is great. She's got her phone out. We have gone 6.3 miles right now. I'm like, yes. And, um, you know, she's tracking her, but she's always got her map out there. And sometimes we'll get off on the trail and we're like, man, am I going the right direction here? And she says, I don't know, let's look at the map. And she'll pull out her phone and it's like, here's our little red line. We're off here, over here somewhere. And she's like, no, I think it's supposed to go off over there. Well, that's helpful when we're hiking. That's the idea of scripture. It's a trail guide. And specifically this book of Proverbs, Solomon's like, he's not just giving him these nine little verses here, ten little verses. He's saying, hey, this whole book here is to help you stay on the right trail. 
So, so dive into that. If you want to be more wise in life, Proverbs is a great thing to do. And if you want to, on the resources page of our website, we did this a while back, there's 31 days of wisdom. You can go back and, and follow along with Proverbs for the whole day. But you can use the map and the trail guide. The second thing you can do is you can find somebody who can be your guide. And it's interesting as we look at this scripture here that, that Solomon is saying to his son, is, hey, I want to be that person in your life. I want to be that guy. And the path of the righteous, those are the people, find people who are where you want to be and say, how did you get there? And they can help you on that path. Well, there's a third thing here. Hiking the right path is a matter of life. Look at verse number 13 again. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. And sometimes we look at decisions and say, oh, well, that's not that big a deal. Every decision has the potential to take you in a direction that leads you away from life and towards death. Whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in a temptation to do something, whether it's in your character, your integrity, your honesty, every single choice has that potential. It has the potential for life and it has the potential for death. So hiking the right path is a matter for life. So can I advance that? There we go. Next, we are free to choose the trails that we take in life. We are free to choose the trails that we take in life. And so I want to encourage us to take the right path. Now, not every place, not every situation in life am I free to choose. I may not be able to choose where I want to live. I'm not free to choose the family I grew up in. There's a lot of choices. But I still have choices that take us to life. And that's what we want to talk about here this fall. We want to talk about life choices and life trails. And so this month we're talking about influence. We're going to hit that a little bit at the end of the message here this morning. Um, in, in October, we're going to be talking about the trail of generosity and what it means to live generously. In, in November, we're going to talk about the trail of freedom. What does it really mean to be free? Because that's what Jesus offers us. Galatians talks about that. You know, we've, been, we've been saved to, to be free. In, in December, we're going to talk about the, the path of trust and looking at the life of, of uh, Joseph, who was just asked to take these huge steps of trust. But this is what we're talking about, and it's because of this, it's to say, hey, you know what? We have this opportunity to choose life. Now, when we talk about life trails, that could mean, I, I suppose, like three different things. You could talk about trails uh, that just are like um, habits or life traits or life virtues or, or, or life uh, habits, I think, is, is a good word. And we're going to look at some of those and say, okay, this is just a good trail to take because it, it's a good skill or, or direction to go in life. We can also talk about here's maybe a trail tape because it's going to protect your life. And we'll be talking about that too. And we could also be talking about these are trails that are going to give you life. Labor Day this past week was beautiful, wasn't it? And uh, so Kelly and I and, and the dog and, and the fam, we all went off to, to uh, Independence Oaks, which is our favorite place around here to hike. And I was just out there for about a mile. And I was like, oh, this feels so good. We haven't been out there. It's been so hot and so muggy and so buggy that we've kind of been hiding inside in air conditioning. And I just got out there, I was like, oh, this feels so good. But what we want to talk about here is like, you know what? God has trails for us in life. When we get out there, and we're like, oh, this feels so good. 
This is what I was made for. This is who God created me to be. This, these are the, the, the virtues, and when they become a part of my life, that they just bring life to my soul. And that's what we want to encourage all of us on is we take these life trails this fall. Now, there's those two other paths, and let me just finish up by talking about them. There's the path of the wicked, and there's the path of the righteous. And I already mentioned that they're not... They're described in the terms of the people who take them, but that leads us to our next point here. We are also free to choose not only our paths, but we're also free to choose our companions, who we hike with. And the wicked, we've talked about this. They may be people you know. They may be people that you don't even know, but they're often people that have influence on us because we want to be like them or because we kind of like kind of what we see on the surface or what we like on their Facebook page. And so we're attracted to those people. Or maybe they impress us or we want to impress them. The danger here this morning is for us to say, okay, who is influencing us? And this is a word that we're using, seeing used quite a bit now in our, in our world is influencers. And especially with social media, um, you've heard of the Instagram influencers. Uh, my next-door neighbor actually is an influencer, and this is what she does for a job, and uh, she is paid to do this. When she just moved in about a year and a half ago, she had 17,000 followers on Instagram, which I think is pretty impressive. I looked this morning, she has 245,000 followers on her Instagram account now. I hope she appreciates how much traffic I brought since she moved in next door to me. And she does, uh, she actually does interior design, and, and uh, she is a sweet person, and, uh, and we love having her as a neighbor. But you know what she does? She, she does home improvement stuff. She gets out, she tackles it, and, and companies send her products, and then she uses their products and then does home improvement things. And people watch that, and they're like, oh, Amanda did that? Well, I bet I can do that, and they go off and buy that. But we live in a world where we have all of these influences around us. We need to be super, super careful about the influencers that we choose. And if we choose the wrong people as our influences, as our influencers, we can end up in bad places. And what's really, 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 really scary to me right now is we have a lot of influencers in the Christian arena that aren't necessarily influencing in good directions. They're sincere people, I think, and I think they're empathetic people, and I think they're caring people, and I'm not questioning their character or anything, but I don't think that sometimes they're going back and saying, what does the Bible say? What, is, what does God say? What does God want in this situation? And, and maybe even their tent, intent isn't bad, but you know what? If we're not using, if we're not staying on that trail, we're going to end up in trouble here. Well, the contrast is what the path of the righteous. It's like a morning sun. That verse offers an interesting question to us because the path of the righteous, are we talking about the path that the righteous takes and how it keeps becoming more clear as we take it? Or is it talking about the path that the righteous person is on and that righteous person is adding light to everybody around him? And if we look at this passage and you look at the parallelism, that second idea makes the most sense. That it's the person who walks on that path and as they walk in wisdom and as they walk in the right direction, it lights up the path of those around them. And that's really ultimately our, our job and our role. It's not just to find the right path, 
but it's to help people find the right path. If you go back and look at the beginning of Proverbs 4 there, Solomon says, I want to teach you, son, like my father taught me. I want to influence you by, like he influenced me. And so this morning, that leads us to the last point. It's this, that the best hikers are actually the best influencers. And so we have a responsibility to find the right path because it's going to take us to the right places. But we also have the responsibility to help those around us get on those right paths so that they can go to the right places too. And we're going to really focus on that over the next three weeks of this, um, of this section here on influence and talk about what does it mean to be an influencer. But I want to finish up this morning with my, my, my little thing here that's been hiding there and probably bugging you the whole time and to see what I brought here. And that's my, my stack of stones. If you know, this has got a technical term for it. It's called a cairn. And you see these out in the nature on hiking trails. And you actually see them used in two different ways. Uh, if you see them in Michigan, a lot of times you'll see them like on lake shores. If you go up to Mackinac Island, you get there on the backside of the island. All over the shores, there's all kinds of these little stone towers. And, the, and people just stop and they build them. The idea of them is supposed to be this. That one person puts a rock down, and the next person comes along and puts the next rock down. And then a third person comes along and puts the next rock down. And then the next person, and one by one by one by one, these towers get built by different people. I think that's a great picture, even like how the church should be. We should be influencing each other. So one person comes in and influences me positive in this way and puts that rock there. And the next person influences me positively in this way and puts that rock there. And the next person influences me positively. And as we go and as we walk through life, as we go through life trails together, everybody comes and influences me and builds my life in that way. But if you see a pile of rocks like that out, say, in Colorado or out in Southern California or whatever on a trail, that's not what happened. It's somebody who came along that trail and realized that trying to follow the trail in that section is confusing. And so what they do is they stop and they gather up some of those rocks and they build one of these cairns in the direction that you need to go. And so as you're walking along as a hiker, and, and Kelly and I have had this experience, we're like, okay, where'd the trail go? It's not always very clear. And then one of us will say, oh, look over there. And there's a pile of stones. There's a cairn. And it's like, that's the way that we need to go. And so when we talk about life trails, we need to be looking for these for people who are positive influencers who have gone before us and say, okay, I can trust them, I can follow them. But I also need to be leaving the stones behind me too to say, you know what, it's my role to be an influence. Because here's the truth of the matter. We are all influencers. We don't get to choose whether we are or not. We're influencers of our mates or of our kids Sometimes the kids, you're even influencers of, of your parents. I've been influenced by my kids for sure. We're, we're influencers of our schoolmates and we're influencers of our bosses and, and we're influencers of our neighbors because we're all influencers. But we need to be on the trail of the righteous so that when people look at us and say, oh, I can, I can follow him because I can trust him. And so as we wrap this up this morning, we're starting this series called Life Trails. And really the thrust of the message here this morning is, where are you? Are you on the trails that are leading to life? And if not, here's the good news. 
You can get on them this morning. But then the second question is, as you walk the trails of life, how are you doing with this influence idea? Because there are people around you that desperately need you to be on those right trails. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I tell you that you take these thoughts and these words and that you would use them. Holy Spirit, speak into people's hearts. If you're sitting here this morning and you're a little bit lost, let me just encourage you to stop and say, okay, what are the choices that I'm making right now? And where are they taking me? And how can I make better choices? How can I have enough wisdom to look down the road here? If you don't even have a relationship with God, the first choice you need to make is to trust Jesus Christ and invite him into your life. If you have questions about that, I'd love to talk to you afterwards. But let me ask you the second question too, not just where are you and what choice are you making, but, but who are you influencing? Who may be looking at you? Because we have this responsibility on this path. God, help us to be influenced well. Help us to influence well in Jesus. We pray that you would influence us most of all. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Well, thanks for coming this morning. Uh, grand reopening. Hopefully you got cinnamon rolls. I think I can still. I guess I'm done. But I have more to say. So nice try, though, guys, okay? I just wanted to say, next week, we are going to be continuing on with the series. We're going to be talking about this idea of influence more. We've got something really special. If technology will cooperate with us, which right now I have my doubts, but if technology will cooperate with us, we're Heather Askew, who works with Jojo Sanctuary in Thailand, will be our guest actually coming to us from Thailand. If we can't make it work, we have a backup plan. But you're going you're gonna to be interested to meet her in what she's doing with Jojo Sanctuary. The week after that, uh, Samantha Lamb will be our guest, uh, principal at Grayson School. And then also joining us will be Scott Limberg, who is the uh, superintendent of Waterford Schools. And they will both be with us um, uh, two weeks from today. And uh, all through the fall, we're going to have lots of guests, lots of different things going on. I don't want you to miss any of it. We're calling it Can't Miss Church. Because if you miss it, you're going to really miss it, okay? That was really profound, wasn't it? Uh, but, but you get the idea there. In the back, uh, Mark would love to connect with you. If you're not in a small group, we'd love to get you plugged into a small group too. And this fall, we're doing this. We're all working together on this Life Trails idea. And so small groups are following along with this series. And so if you're in a small group right now, that your, your next uh, small group is going to be about what we talked about here this, this morning. And, uh, but if you're not in a small group, man, we'd love to connect you with that. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Let's all stand. Be dismissed. And if you haven't had a cinnamon roll yet, go get one. They're really, really good. God bless you. Have a great week. Cue the music.